Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi and BP. Ni hao. Meow. Well, I, I went with ni hao, which is, I think is Chinese for hello, but it, it also sounds like, it sounds like meow. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I went with. Great. Hi. Also a special guest, Kate. Hello. Uh, and today is not a first time playthrough, because it is our 100th episode. Syndication. Woo-hoo! So today we're going to be playing Cat Lady, designed by Josh Wood of Cat Lady, Santa Monica, and Tiny Towns Expansions, developed by John Goodenough of Cubitos and Santa Monica. The art is by Josh Wood, and it is was published in 2017 by AEG. Yay! The, <laughs> the description is, in Cat Lady, players are cat ladies part of an elite group of people, including Marie Antoinette and Ernest Hemingway. During the game, you and your fellow cat ladies will draft cards three at a time, collect toys, food, catnip, costumes, and of course, lovable cats. But watch out! Make sure you have enough food for all your feline friends or your hungry cats will subtract points from your score. The player with the highest total victory points wins. The mechanics are card drafting and set collection. Yeah, the beginning of that description makes it sound like it's going to be, you know, like the, the beginning of the A-team, like an elite group. <laughs> <laughs> the box art is a very uh, pink uh, cat with sitting at a table with a, a mouse and a ball of yarn uh, looking, looking cat-like. Yeah, and the ball of yarn actually has a needle sticking out of it, too. We also are looking at the uh, box of treats expansion box, and it has more of a, a bluish green background with a cat kind of sprawled out inside of a box. Yeah. But there's still a ball of yarn. But and also it's it... like an empty bag of catnip. So that I thought it was a glass of water because my cats actually drink it out might of, be a glass of glasses water, of water. So based on all of that, <laughs> would you <laughs> I guess why why did we pull it off of a shelf? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we start we? with Eric because he's the one who got it first. Yeah. I was trying to get like more smaller games. Like you guys had um, um, Sushi Go, and I wanted games like that in the collection. And you had mentioned, I think at a Gen Con, that like there was a game called Cat Lady that was supposed to be like similar, not not really similar in style, but you know, similar in sort of a car, a light card game kind of thing. We didn't see it at Gen Con, or it was sold out, or something, and so put it on a wait list. And when it was available, I just ordered it, and it was really good. Because we came to your house for Christmas. Yep. And I had just gotten it right before then. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we played it about nine times in two days. Uh, We played it over 10 because I won 10 in a row. (laughs) I wasn't going to bring that. I was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's uh, it was enticing. It looked fun. It I don't know what what appealed about it to you, Kate. Um, well, I don't think I had a choice, really. I think <laughs> you took right, it out when we played I it. I love those answers. But, um, just in a <laughs> but I, yeah, it's clearly already a favorite of mine. And I even bought it um, when I went home to New York so that I could play with my parents. <laughs> Yay, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, we actually, uh, our copy of Cat Lady, um, I probably... Paid a little bit more than you normally would because it was part of the Jack Vassell Memorial Fund. Are you going to brag right now? I am going to brag. I have a signed copy by Josh Wood. <laughs> and he, he also, uh, on, on the inside of the box, 
He drew a oh. picture of uh, one of the cats, and it says, "Thanks for supporting the Jack Vassell Memorial Fund." So I have a little. Uh, we have we have a little um, personal art. Personal art from Joshua, and of course we have all the expansions. And then I have the um, collector's edition. Um, and then this is one of the games that whenever people come over for game night, they always want to play this one. So then I gave the old copy. I, I made them play a, a, a one-on-one duel and the winner got the copy. Oh, nice. It was very intense. So we're a little fanatical. Yeah, we, we enjoyed it. And we got Kate it. into it too. Yeah. How, how did Kate... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna save I'm gonna save this question now so I just don't forget it and we can come back to it later. But how did your family also enjoy it? They they're fans. Yeah, we we played it numerous times over the course of two weeks, <laughs> like almost on a nightly basis. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, okay, there we go. Um, so we know how it's played. So I guess into the uh, history lesson of cat ladies. So yeah, so the, actually I did look up the idea of the cat lady. Um, and it is, of course, right, this archetype of normally actually called the crazy cat lady, um, which I did appreciate the description in the game, uh, dropped the crazy and just said it was an elite group. Because uh, if you are familiar with the phrase in at least American English and probably a little bit of British English as well, it does refer to someone, right, who is more kind of a, a woman, most particularly, which is kind of interesting that. Ernest Hemingway is in that group as well. And now I'm super curious about that. But um, Oh, you don't know about his cat history? No. Oh, like Key West has like overrun with cats because he brought them there and they have five toes. Anyway, so it usually was a, a female character. And this idea, though, of the cat lady being kind of this spinsterous, kind of unhinged character was really not developed until the 18th and 19th century and then became more popular in literature in the 19th century. So it's a pretty modern phenomenon, um, really, again, kind of associated with that spinsterhood, hoarding, um, but it's so but it, I also wanted to kind of look at the history of cats in relationship with that, because really kind of the idea of humans and human interaction with cats has changed over time. I mean, if and I feel like maybe Cat Lady is trying to revive some of the older ideas of human and cat interaction. So um, humans and cats, I mean, cats have been domesticated since uh, about as long as humans have been settled uh, 7,500 BCE. So right. Kind of Neolithic period and early forms of farming, which makes sense. Cause once you start hoarding grain, you're going to attract, right. Uh, different types of rodents and cats are going to be attracted to that food source and hence right interaction. Um, in ancient Egypt, what we know is by around 3000 BCE, um, they did start kind of venerating and looking at cats as sacred. And throughout most of the like really early forms of histories, cats did have this kind of sacred status amongst humans because of their ability, again, to kind of clean things up. And I mean, just their very nature of how they look. And even in China, domestication and um, I don't know, they are kind of elusive and aloof creatures, but also uh, very important, right, to kind of the food chain scenarios. Uh, it would be, especially from the European Western Civ perspective, post-Black Death and post-medieval uh, period and into the Renaissance and early modern periods when um, 
they would become associated with witches. And there's accounts as early as 1600, like the early 1600s of, right, like having a familiar cat and passing this cat on and cats doing horrible deeds. And so to a certain extent, uh, that's where kind of like then the craziness of cats and people associated with cats and kind of that derogatoriness came in. But cats have served, again, even in modern times, we were just talking about before the podcast about how cats served in World War One, um, uh, a rabbit hole that at some points I'll need to go down. Um, and so, yeah, so cats and cat people are just normal people who tend to love the playfulness of cats. As a reminder, uh, we are cat ladies and we are gathering up cats, toys, and costumes, but we have to make sure that we can feed all of our cats. The player with the most victory points is the winner. The player with the most cats in real life goes first. Continue. On your turn, you'll select one, one of the rows or columns not being blocked by the cat token. You'll take the three cards in that row or column and replace them from the deck and then move the cat token to the row or column that you've just taken. Play then moves to the next player. You can play lost cat tokens, so you play two of them, or lost cat cards, and you can either get one of the three stray cats or two victory points, or spray bottles will also let you move the cat token prior to uh, choosing. Uh, the game ends when an empty row or column cannot be filled, and which then will equate to everybody having the same number of turns. Players will then feed their cats with the food they've collected. The player with the most food left over loses two victory points. If the players are tied, they all lose two victory points. Players will then gain points for the toys they've collected, uh, which are sets of unique toys, having the most costumes, catnip, and fed cats. The player with the most points is the winner. If there is a tie, it goes to the player with the most fed cats. If it's still tied, it goes to the player who wins the next game of cat feeding. And then we're also going to be playing with the two expansions. So the first is a box of treats, which adds treats, which act like wild food. Uh, and then goals, which are shared, uh, and we're not going to play with those goals because I think it'll be a little hard uh, virtually. Um, and then provide they provide extra points at the end of the game and boxes, which score extra points if they are filled with cats of the listed color and food type. And then we're also playing with kittens, which adds kittens <laughs> and a dog. Uh, and the kittens take two of any food, and they're worth two victory points. Or... You can pair them up with a uh, an adult cat with a matching color, and then as long as that cat is fed, it will take care of the kitten. Uh, and then the only caveat is, is now that it's basically two cats, it can't fit into a box anymore. Um, and then there's also the possibility of a dog, which, uh, as it notes on the card, is not a cat and does not count for things that say like, hey, you need a cat, need for, a this. cat for this. Um, and there, that is all the rules. Then let's play. We just finished a game of Cat Lady. To recap, uh, Kiwi and I tied with 34 kitten points. Kate was second with 37 kitten points and BP won with 41 kitten points. The winning strategy? Kittens, because I love that you used kitten points, but I'm pretty sure I had the most kittens. No, um, actually it was co- oh, actually it was costumes because I tried the kitten strategy last night. It doesn't work, but I got the costumes this time around. So 
Yeah, I feel like kittens were uh, relatively even for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so BP won because of her costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, did you have a strategy? I just, their cats kept coming at me and I just kept ending up with cats. <laughs> like, it's the only thing, the whole grid was just cats the whole time. Until the end, and then it was all food, and so it was... Panic and try to feed the cats. So I didn't get any toys. My cats live a very basic lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Kate? Do you have a strategy? Um, I always go with the toys. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then I just get whatever cats come with those toys. Is that a good balance? Toys? Catnip? Yeah. Tried to put a cat in a box, but it didn't work out. I got a cat that uh, was worth more victory points for each tuna tuna cat that I fed. So I took a bunch of tuna cats, but then Eric took all the tuna. So then I just tried to match up, try to get some kittens and match them up to other cats and had some boxes. Yeah, I didn't. I feel like I was kind of scattered. Yeah, really it was just a struggle just to, to keep everybody alive over here. <laughs> yeah, you got to feed your cats. Got to feed the cats. Unacceptable. Really is. I mean, nothing beats the cow strategy. The cow is cow's good. Yeah. It depends on your specialty cow cats, is. too. Banjo did nothing for me. Well, because you didn't feed him. I, I could, you didn't feed him. You did nothing for Banjo. Yes, exactly. You did nothing for Banjo. If I fed Banjo, I wouldn't have fed my two other cats. So I would have lost more points. Okay, so the theme, because now we're just talking about feeding cats. So. <laughs> right, yes. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think we do it. You talk about cats and feeding them and catnip and cat toys, and it's just, it's it's a lovely theme. Yeah, the example we have written down in our show notes here is Cat Lady in Grand Austria Hotel, where, you know, you could probably tack on any theme you wanted to, but the theme, you know, the mechanics work well enough with the theme that you continue to go like, oh, you know, you don't say I need a milk cube or I need a white cube. You say I need milk, I need chicken, mm-hmm. I need tuna. Uh, you know, just like with Grand Austria Hotel, where it was like, well, I'm going to fill this strudel. guy full of strudel and wine and roll <laughs> and him up roll to his him upstairs. room. You know, but I, you could have made it any theme, but it's just like a fun theme to go mm-hmm. with it. What do you think of the theme, Kate? <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's on the script notes for a reason. It's going to have a lot of fun with that. Like I remember there was somebody saying, oh, I need to go to the store and get more for the cats. And yeah. Um, the table presence, the, the art's very uh, like cute, cartoony cat art. Um, pretty simple, but it's really neat. I think it jumps out, especially with like kind of the grid that's laid out, I think is a good way to like display the cards. Yeah, I feel like we're a bit biased. Obviously, we love the game, but I am trying to step out of that and think about like if I were walking past this even today. So, right, this came out years ago. But I feel like even if I walked past this today and especially seeing people play it and how like the theme and art do mix in so that you start to play into the theme because of the art. And I feel like if you walked by it, you'd... Even if it was just like, okay, there's some like bags with green stuff in it. What is that? You know, it's supposed to be catnip. And then there's like, the cards are all different colors, right? So the cats all have a specific color background. The food has specific color background that actually matches their different like components so that it's colorful enough. It's grit enough when players line their cards up. I think there's enough to still catch your attention uh, in a simple fast where people are probably, again, yelling at each other, like, where's the tuna? You took my tuna. You know, like, I just feel like it's not just us, but I feel like if you were walking past this at a convention, people would be yelling at each other. Maybe it's me being hopeful. I don't know. But I just feel like table presence wise, it's very catchy. 
Well, I think with like the grid in the middle and, you know, playing it for sort of like half virtual, you know, mm. BP and I are in the same place and then using Vorpal board, but like you guys can't see it, but like BP is just like spread across one <laughs> side of the table. And she did the same thing last night where it's like, you know, she's on the short end of the table and she just had kept, like, I had to move my stuff last night. Because she just like spread across the whole table. I did a lot of cats. Because uh, she had so many cats, and so like I, I think yeah, you, know, you just see all these cards with you know fun art. And I, I think it would catch your eye at least to, to look at. Yeah, I mean it's just plain cute too. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't like cats, but I think these kittens are adorable, and I want one of these cards. <laughs> and the text is cute and the names are cute like i mean we could probably talk all day about the names i remember at gen con they had a booth set up and it was between like fantasy flight and paizo and so you had like these oh, super serious like warfare like <laughs> stuff like on the banners and things and then like in the middle of it was this like Pink cat, cat peering lady. over, like a, you know, like the pink box with the cat peering over it. It's just like, I think it just caught your attention because you're like, hey, it's different. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, mechanics, Kate. Oh, geez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, I do have to say, I do have to say that I don't enjoy it as much playing virtually. On I do like having the physical cards so that I can strategize and and map out my food that's not about mechanics is it no. <laughs> i mean that is mechanically how we have how we have to play the game yeah it's close enough i mean so the basic mechanics here are card drafting which yep. is the grid the grid draft which i do enjoy uh it's, it's kind of a, just a unique way of like getting multiple cards at once and trying to pick because sometimes what i like is like i'm like in like a sushi go like a pass and draft sort of game is like that one, you just pick the card you want and pass. There's like this one, it's like, I really want that one card, but it's next to two cats that I really can't feed. And so it's like, <laughs> how do you balance like, you know, that like you finally get the food you want, but there's also comes with a cat who needs the same food. And you're like, well, <laughs> that was a wash. So I think it's an interesting draft mechanic um, that I like. And I think I brought this up too in speaking about mechanics and me not being a very mechanics person is that... I mean, again, with strategy on this, it is set collection. So uh, the unique drafting mechanism, maybe, but also it is your classic, um, if you can get, right, the sets, uh, you'll score big. But it it is almost more random how you can get the sets, especially when you play with more people. I, I do feel like that. It almost adds a chaotic element to it because... Like from me after I, you know, pull cards and then the next set comes out, I don't know that those are going to be around by the time it comes back to me, you know, like it could be all cats again and I can be like, oh, I have his cats and no food, you know? Yeah, this is one of those things where you, I think we've talked about it with other games where it's like, you know, there's the potential for hate drafting, hmm. but there's so few choices mm -hmm. and like it's so important that you get certain things that like you really can't hate draft because you're just going to screw yourself. You kind of like, hate oh, draft wow. yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the mechanic, like everything just kind of works together. I don't know if like mechanics and theme, like you're just drafting cards, so like it doesn't really go right. into the cat lady theme, but I, I feel like the theme is so fun and the mechanics are so easy that mm. they go together because of that, but there is no real tie between theme and mechanics. 
Which, as you were stating that, why I raised my hand also was because on this audio podcast. and this audio podcast is that thinking about how you phrase that, right? Like the theme is so cute, the mechanics are so simple. It's why I don't know why this just dawned on me. It is so easy to fall in love with, right? It's one of the reasons we always come back to it. It's one of the reasons Kate introduced it to her family and they were like, let's play it over and over again because it's simple mechanics, easy to learn, easy to figure out. And so super, super cute. Yeah. I just pictured like a line of cats waiting to be drafted and it's like, please pick me. (laughs) (laughs) Just like real life, the cat draft. Yeah. (laughs) Um, rules, uh, I mean, so you kind of just mentioned, but yeah, this is one of the reasons why I go to this game is because it's really easy to teach. So, mm-hmm. and the cards are straightforward. Like there's no question. Bongo is worth one VP for each chicken cat you feed. Like some, some of the rule, the new expansion stuff gets a little bit more complex, but it's also one that you could start with the base game. So they get that and then yes. add stuff in. So yeah. yes, you don't want to start. Easy. Yeah, I don't think you'd want to introduce someone with all the extras. Just introduce to the base game. Yep. They're going to fall in love with it and then play it a million times. Yeah, I was going to ask, Kate, are, is your family a, a gaming family? Like, do you guys play board games? Not, you know, your basic conventional common board games. Not hobby <laughs> games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like Uno? Yeah. Do you play Uno, oh, though? Like, don't. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and it was like maybe the first time it, it did seem like a lot of rules to my parents, but um, mm-hmm. but this is like my go-to line as somebody who's secretly competitive that like you can be confused and not understand everything and still win with this game, which that's that's a feature I usually like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, and the reason why I ask that is because like you know people talk about gateway games all the time, mm-hmm. and I I think like gateway like. I think people are trying to steer away from using gateway just because it has like bad connotations to yeah. it with like introductory games. But even, right. even that, like that suggests that like the game is like super Simplistic. simple, but I, I think it feeds into like, you know, Eric said it, it's, it's a great game to introduce to people. You know, Kate took it to her family who doesn't play a lot of board games. Like it just like, it works. Yeah. We play with my family and they aren't, don't play a lot of games. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think um, it's. I think a good introductory game is like easy to learn, but complex enough to be like an interesting puzzle. Yeah, yeah. bring this people back. Uh, I got, do you? Did we talk about rulebook? Do you remember it well enough to? Yeah, I actually went through the rulebook again when I uh, was doing the rule. Yeah, uh, doing the rules s- summary. So yeah, no, the rulebook is good. Everything's pretty well laid out. Um, Are there examples? There are a few examples, um, mostly for some of the more complex stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's an example about the box scoring. The expansions. Um, yeah. And so. But I, the base game one was pretty. Just- yeah, the base game one is good. I, I think the problem when you start adding like a ton of expansions is like when you have questions, it's like, okay, what expansion is this from? Then I have to go to it. The nice part is, is that the cards are marked for what needs to go where. So, you know, like where to go. It's down the bottom corner. I know. The treats one. Um, so you know where to go. And then the kittens one actually doesn't come in a box. It comes in like a little packet, yeah. kind of like the um, circle nope. of the wagons. The, the, yeah, we got the it the other games. day and Kiwi was being yeah. very like. And the, and the rule book for that is like it's a, card. Um, it's a card. Like that's how much it's the front and back of a card. And that's the whole thing. Uh, player interaction. Um, 
I mean, that's not, I don't think you pay too much attention to what other people are doing other than maybe like costumes, I guess matters mm-hmm. than the other players. Um, yeah. It's, it's all about like the, just the funny discussions and the, you know, you stole my tuna. I needed that. <laughs> it's like last night I kept calling uh, BP the kitten thief because mm-hmm. she took off, she took all the kittens. I feel like it goes so fast that there's not really the need to pay too much attention because right. They're going to pull, you're going to restock. You got to pull, you know, like it just, it goes. Yeah, there's really no advantage to really watching what other people are doing, but it's just sort of the, the entertainment of, you know, Yelling out cat mm-hmm. names and all that stuff. Can't be <laughs> now I, can, I, I know, I know your enjoyment of just staring at somebody <laughs> until they say something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just the same points already made. I mean, I guess you pay attention if somebody takes your row that you were like hoping that would still be there when you, yeah. when your turn comes around. But that's not really uh, interaction in the sense that what you do is, depends on what um, others are. Um, would you, would we play it again? Um, does anybody <laughs> know? That's, that's an interesting question. That you or, or I think again, like when we do these deep dives, it's more, you know, why do yeah, we play did this? We? And I feel like, I feel like, I feel like we've already answered we, we that question. Last, yeah, we just yeah. spent the last 20 yeah, minutes. We pretty much covered it. It's cute. It's easy to teach. It's easy to learn. It's, it's good easy introductory, play. but complex enough that you feel like it's a good little puzzle to figure out. Um, and it's just entertaining. And it's just darn cute. <laughs> Say it again. It's yeah. darn cute. <laughs> yeah, this this one lives in the in the um, the quiver as one of the travel games. And the, the nice part is, is the way the food cards are. You can just we don't travel with the food Cute. cubes. Uh, we just travel with the cards, and you use the cards as the yeah. food. Like there's no the, the cubes aren't necessary. Uh, but yeah, the whole the whole game all all. The it's expansions the and everything, it's all in there. The expansions are not in the app. No, it's they are not. But yeah, so that's how much we would play to get us. It lives in yep. our travel box. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> that's Cat Lady. That's Cat Lady. 100th episode. One of our, I, I almost feel like all around, this is a favorite game for all. All right. Well, if you want our recommendations or deep dives into any of your favorite games or our first impressions of your favorite games, just send them our way at firstturntabletop at gmail. That's the email. But we're also on Instagram and Twitter at firstturncast. Our podcasting camel, is he like, he loves cats, by the way. He does. He is a cat camel. And he says... As he's cuddling up to Mr. Bongo here, he says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. Adopt those cats, spay and neuter, feed them. And we look forward to hearing from you, so play more games! Um, food situation dire. Um, well, I want that food, but I don't want that cat. Um... The nice part is, is that two chicken then feeds Bongo, and then you can put Bobbins the second with Bongo. You didn't have any stray cats. How many from toys? Zero. (laughs) I just have cats. They're expected to play with each other.
costumes. <laughs> you didn't have any catnip. 